0: You've got to
1: be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Howdy, everybody. This is week, I don't know, three, four of me pretending I have a theme song and making it up as I go. Welcome back to the Twisty Pod. Don't get it twisted here with your host, the one, the only Taylor Woods. So lovely to have you all here with me today. I am recording on a Friday, so that Friday energy is in full swing. It's in full order, and I'm hoping to bring that to you on any day that you are listening to this, perhaps a Monday, perhaps a Tuesday. I was kind of having this like weird moment the other day when I thought, should I be uploading my podcast on a Monday? Is that like, is that the most typical thing I could do? You know, I think everybody uploads their podcast on a Monday. Wouldn't it be like a beautiful Wednesday pick me up? But at this point, I'm like, wait a minute, maybe it's a great part of your routine already. If I upload on a Wednesday, you're going to be like, wait a minute, I have to wait two more days now. Throws off the entire routine, the entire vibe, and it would all be my fault. So I don't know if I'm going to do that to you, but... We do like a little bit of originality and uniqueness, and as much as I try to avoid the basicness that I embody, it does come through at times. So welcome to this Monday podcast. Let me fill you in on how my life feels like it is in shambles right now. And really, that's only because of my current environment. So of course, obviously, I'm still trying to stay at home, living my life in my apartment We love these four walls. Every time I say these four walls, I think of the Miley Cyrus song on the Meet Miley Cyrus album, These Four Walls. So I don't know if anybody else immediately takes their brain there, but every time I say four walls, I have to sing the song in my head. So maybe you're with me. Maybe you didn't have an obsessive Miley phase. I digress. My apartment is, in a very kind way to myself, Keith and Reese, a complete and utter disaster. And I'll tell you Why? I had the opportunity to work with a brand for an upcoming sponsorship. So because they're a kind company, they decided they were going to send me over a mattress. Not only to test, but also to possibly use for the sponsorship. Because that's something I'm very particular about. If I've never used a product before, I have to test it out. I have to make sure that it's something I can stand behind. So I knew that this mattress was coming and Keith and I have already had our fair share of problems with our current mattress as well as our bedspread. And I don't know if I've ever shared this because I was a bit embarrassed by it. But a few weeks back, Keith and I wanted to go out to dinner. And for some kind of strange reason, we decided we wanted to put Reese in our room while we were going to be away at dinner and normally we've been kind of trying to test it out because she she does well on her own at times but she also has that like little bit of rebelness to her where if we leave the apartment even for a short amount of time she doesn't pee she like intentionally I don't want to say the word tinkle because it's kind of gross like it just she leaves a little puddle of pee Right by the front door. And you know that she does not have to go to the bathroom. You know that she's doing it because she's just mad that you left her. Which is probably just a result of not being left alone enough. She's a quarantined dog. We've only had her for one year as of tomorrow. Which is so exciting. Her little gotcha day. But regardless, she does it fairly well. But then she has these little like teenage moments, I like to call them. Where she's just trying to act out. To act out, like to get attention or to be like, why are you leaving me? I'm going to be pissed and I'm going to pee on the floor, even though I don't have to go to the bathroom. Like it's one of those it makes no sense sort of things. Now, of course, Keith and I don't own this apartment, so we don't want Reese to continually pee in the same area, the same spot on the hardwood floor because sooner or later it's going to continually get beneath the panels of the wood. Even if you cleaned up very well, it's just it's bad, you know, so we're trying to experiment like what's the best thing to do. We do have a crate, but I don't love using it. It's also a horrible crate, like one of those ones that takes 20 minutes to assemble. Not exactly, but it's it's a bitch and a half, to be honest. So we hate using that. We also hate putting her in there. But you know some dogs don't mind being in their crate. Like it's a good thing to have them feel comfortable in a space that they like. So that's at least a, a positive. Just depends on how you raise your dog I think. But other times like we had put her in the bathroom and just closed the door in there. Like give her a little bit of food and water or something if we're going to be gone for just an hour or two. And that's worked out all right. She did have one small incident one time but not even going to talk about it. But anyways, it's this night that we're just trying to go out to dinner. We're literally going five minutes from our house, too. It's not even that we're going to be gone for long. You know, dinner takes, what, an hour, 10 minutes, whatever, 90 minutes away from Reese. She's going to be fine. So we put her in our room. We come back thinking everything's going to be fine. And, uh, of course, what do we see is Reese covered in foam – cotton whatever makes up the inside material of our comforter along with rips and tears and blood marks from her teeth because she's still a little baby on our duvet and our comforter so there's this whole corner of our comforter that has been chewed up essentially not essentially very much so uh, from our little disobedient rebel child And it was one of those like, are you kidding me sort of things? Because she's never, ever chewed up anything we own. Like not a pair of socks, not a pair of shoes, nothing. And maybe it's just like that phase of, you know, kids jokingly go through that terrible two phase. Maybe dogs go through that as well. I don't really know. But we were not happy because we spent a lot of money on that particular duvet cover. Even the comforter, I think, is from Buffy, which is a really great brand. I like it a lot. And I don't really know like the general running price for a comforter, but even like a hundred dollars to me is expensive. And any nice thing you own, you would be a little bit irritated by seeing that it was destroyed by your sweet, formerly innocent dog. And that's another thing. I think I realized it's just not worth it until she's a little bit older to invest in super nice things. Even like pillows I have on my couch. Not that they're wildly nice, but I picked them out from Target because, you know, it's where I go for some home decor. It's relatively cheaper, but not the cheapest. So to me, it felt like I was investing in these nicer pillows. They're from, I think, the Hearth and Heath, Hearth and Hearth, whatever that collection is called from Chip and Joanna Gaines. And of course, What happens is Reese plays with them. She sits on them. She loves to perch on the couch, meaning like she puts her little paws up on the corner and she just sits there and watches us when we're in the kitchen. So I love it. And I love that she's so playful and fun. But when she's just herself, you know, she's jumping around on things. She pulls the threads out. I'm like, well, why did I just spend $20 on this pillow? And now it just looks horrible. So I'm totally going off into a tangent. But we've had our fair share of the problems With the mattress, with the duvet, because of Reese just being, well, Reese. But then we get this new mattress and we decide we want to make sure we absolutely love this thing. So we're going to basically set it up in our living room for a few days, which has now turned into at least a week or two to really just test out if we like this before we make the big commitment of putting it onto our current mattress frame. Let's make sure we're in love with this thing. So for the past, I would say at least maybe seven or eight days, Keith and I have basically been living like seven-year-old children, having what feels like a sleepover fort-esque setup in the living room because we have this giant mattress just lying down in the living room covered in blankets and sheets and pillows and it just looks like when you were a kid and you were having a sleepover with your friends and you set up all of the blankets and stuff on the ground and in the morning it looks like a mess because, well, it's not that it's messy, but it just doesn't look good. But imagine that day in and day out for a week straight. Then... Because obviously, it's in the living room. We had to move things that were currently in the way before. So our coffee table is in the hallway, which isn't exactly big to begin with. The dog bed is moved. The hula hoop is moved. And then on top of that, it just feels messy with clothes. If you watch one of my latest videos, I talk about how I have a really hard time folding things when they're clean. Or even just putting things back if I'm not sure what I'm going to be wearing that day. It all just kind of comes down to laziness, if I'm being quite honest. I've been like this since I was a kid. I'd let things pile up for absolutely no reason. I'd always get in trouble for it. You know, some things are harder to break than others. Some habits are uh, with you for life. But I'm sitting here kind of avoiding all of that responsibility in this moment as I'm recording this podcast, because to me, you know, this is a little bit easier, a little bit more fun, a little bit more enjoyable. And it means that we get to talk with one another, which is truly and genuinely a highlight of my day. And what else would I want to be doing on a Friday afternoon? So I did put up a poll on Instagram for the Twisty Pod Instagram. If you're not following, please go ahead and do so. It's a beautiful time to be alive over there. But I asked you what kind of episode you wanted to listen to this week. Perhaps it was going to be on Unpopular Opinions, a part two, because you all gave me fun feedback from the first episode where I shared and gave my opinion on all of your unpopular opinions. Very common YouTuber topic. I feel like a a lot of YouTubers do that sort of thing. I don't know why. Maybe it's, it's just fascinating, I guess, to listen to people sharing things anonymously. But then I also threw into the poll, let's talk about more of that conversation around summertime, more of the conversation around being confident, growing your confidence, and all around just kind of a continuation of what I spoke about last week so thank you so sincerely for all of your messages from last episode it really meant a lot to me because it's never easy to just come out and be like well just wanted to let you all know I'm having a really hard time dealing with my body you know because it's awkward and it's uncomfortable and like I said in the last episode it's one of those things where it just almost feels like you are a burden to constantly be so unhappy with yourself to the people around you you know like if I'm not feeling great about my body and I'm out at a pool party or something and I'm just telling my friend the entire time like I feel so self-conscious and blah 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 like I'm gonna be ruining the mood and yeah it's probably true but sometimes you know there can be a time and a place for venting out those things even if it's too your closest friends. So I just, I never want to be that type of person, but I think a podcast is obviously a little bit different because, you know, we have one another to talk with in this medium. And truly it's like chatting with a friend right now. You know, I mean, (laughs) I feel every time I say something like that, I'm like tooting my own fleeping horn, fleeping horn. Um, but it's true. And it's like a nice way to just kind of vet out these things in a very personal way just in your headphones and your thoughts on your run on your walk on your morning routine whatever it may be whatever you're doing while you're listening to this and it's a good way to just kind of check in with one another so let's go through all of the things that you all want to discuss today oh fantastic first question from mad maybe maddie is it maddie yep maddie okay from maddie where can i find the best jean shorts I haven't been confident in jean shorts in years. First of all, I completely feel you and I'm really, really sorry to hear that. And I want you to always find clothes that complement you and your body. I think it took me so many years to come to the realization that I'm going to be a different size in almost every single brand I shop for or I shop at. But when you're kind of younger or even just around so many friends all of the time, I feel like you can get very stuck in numbers or you can get down on yourself if one brand you're this size and the next brand you're this size or if a brand doesn't offer your size. It's very, very toxic to your mindset if you get so stuck in that mentality of thinking about numbers all of the time. So don't be so worried about not loving something that maybe everybody else loves or being mad at yourself that you are fitting into different size jeans, etc. Because so many brands make them in so many different ways and it's so important to find things that complement you and your right now body and make you feel confident and beautiful. I just got fantastic jean shorts from Target for, I think, $39.99 that are Levi's 501s. And they're black. They're adorable. And they're one of those ones that I think actually kind of compliment me a little bit better because I have a bigger bottom and I have bigger legs. But a little bit of a smaller waist. So I always have that problem of not being able to get things over my legs, but then there being that giant gap up top. So Levi's could be a really good brand for you to start with if you're near a Target or you can order from a Target. I would recommend looking at their Levi's that they have right now. I think they're probably about the same or perhaps just a teeny bit cheaper than other retailers. I've never purchased shorts from them, but I have had fairly good luck from Good American. If you do want to have a bit of a splurge moment, Good American is the brand of the jumpsuit that I'm wearing in one of my more recent pictures on my personal Instagram account for reference co-founded by chloe kardashian just fun fact but it was designed with this whole conversation in mind where you're not really sure how you're going to fit into pants you're always varying from size to size you have more curves etc it's made for people with curves so if that's you highly recommend looking into them i've even just found good shorts that i like from target like a target brand i think also from top shop right now they have some really really cute jeans and shorts that I think are actually pretty complimentary. For me, I always have to go into the store. I just never find great success ordering things online, particularly pants. Pants just never fit me right online. So I would say if you have the time or the luxury, maybe go into a mall, take your time, shop around, and go in with a very open expectation that you're going to find things that you don't like. And hopefully you'll find that one pair of shorts that you can wear all summer long. Okay, this question is from Madison. She said, How can I be confident in a swimsuit when I'm still working on myself and my insecurities? So, I think the biggest thing about bikini body confidence or being confident at all times of the year in all outfits is really more about your mindset and your mentality. Because I promise you, you are thinking so much more about yourself and your body than anybody else in the room and we notoriously are our own biggest critics and you hear that so much because it's really really true and there's probably so many things that you think in your mind that you just let yourself be consumed with when in actuality people around you are probably hyping you up and seeing so much good and beauty in you that you yourself have to recognize as well and it's not an overnight switch it's not something that you can just turn on or off but it really does take time and almost dedication it's one of those things where you spend every single day studying for a class or you spend every single day let's say going to the gym or going on a walk whatever are you also spending every single day giving yourself time to hype yourself up or just showing yourself more love and respect We can't just expect our minds to all of a sudden have this massive switch from being so absorbed in our personal insecurities to overnight feeling like the most confident person in the world. I think what is so vital and important is almost setting aside time to make sure that we are maybe doing something that we love, but also putting in the work for ourselves because we want to have that confidence in ourselves. In the same way that you spend hours studying for a test, doing your homework, etc., you should probably spend hours hyping yourself up or doing something that is going to help you by working on yourself because you can't expect to become an expert overnight, you know, like every other thing in our lives, we go from beginner to moderate level to pro to expert, whatever. But with our bodies and our mindsets and our confidence, we just expect everything to just change overnight you know but if every single morning we wake up and we look ourselves in the mirror and we say hey my eyes look really pretty this morning or hey my eyelashes look really beautiful and long today or I'm really proud of the way I did my makeup I'm really happy that I've been working on my skincare every single day and it's making me look beautiful and I feel really beautiful if we're having those thoughts in our mind Every single day, and we're working on ourselves every single day, it's going to pay off. The same way that if you study a chart of the human body for anatomy class, you're going to learn everything about it. And I hope that this is making sense, but I'm what I'm trying to say is that we can't expect ourselves to just find confidence. We have to put in the time. We have to give ourselves the time and the love and the attention and the same dedication that we give to other areas of our lives to ourselves, our dedication to feeling good, and just loving ourselves. So thinking more from like a tangible perspective on what to actually do, you know, like actionable items. I would say first and foremost, do things like I was saying. Every single morning when you're brushing your teeth or washing your face, give yourself a few compliments. Tell yourself what you love. Like what's your favorite thing on your face? What's your favorite way to wear your hairstyle? Should you be doing that with your hair more often. So you're feeling more confident. If you're working from home, maybe put on a cute outfit just because, because you feel good and you feel like you want to dress up for yourself, not for anybody else. I know it's of course the more comfortable option to be wearing leggings and sweatpants, et cetera. But if you have a cute top and you just want to show it off and it's because you know that you look good in it, do it, wear it, like feel confident, feel good. Put your makeup on just because you want to make yourself a cute little breakfast and tell yourself that you deserve it and you're nourishing your body, etc. cetera. Okay, great question from Caitlin. She says, what do you do to stay on track with a healthy lifestyle during the summer? I am struggling. I think every summer I also have this same type of struggle as well because I get very excited about wanting to do a whole bunch of fun things with my friends or my family. And I also feel like the fun thing about summer in a really good way is that there's so much communion around eating foods, going out to dinner, go getting ice cream, bonfires, etc. And the whole rest of the year, you're not doing those things. But I feel like that's kind of the key point is that you shouldn't compromise any of your goals, but at the same time, you shouldn't take yourself away from those joys just because they don't perfectly align with maybe what your goals were in the winter or the fall, etc., Every season has its own little moments to celebrate and to be so grateful for. And I think at least for myself, that's one thing I want to continually work on is not saying no to activities or things just because I would think in that moment, oh, it's going to take me off of my progress or I don't have time for that right now. I have work to do or I don't want to go because I ate poorly last week. So I need to eat better this week. All this, you know, big old fat baloney. I really think just like any other time of the year, it's just all about balance and doing what's best for you and doing what you know works really, really well for you. So I think what I really enjoy is making sure that days when I'm just on my own and things are as they normally are per usual, like my normal routine, I eat very well and I make sure I'm nourishing my body, I'm getting a lot of my fruits and vegetables in, making sure I'm having enough food every single day, getting my macros, my micros, etc. So then on days when my friends want to go get ice cream or something, I immediately jump at the opportunity because I absolutely love ice cream. <laughs> Same thing with a workout routine. If you know you're gonna have a really busy day, but it's extremely important to you to make sure that you have your workout that one particular day, plan ahead. Wake up a little bit earlier, maybe work out later that evening if you prefer that. But I think that's something that I try to be good at, but at the same time also want to be very firm on living in the moment and not being so stressed about it. Because at the end of the day, you don't want every single thought in your mind to be consumed by how can I make my health goals in alignment with my current summer fun lifestyle. At the end of the day, it should all be the same. It should be you just living your life, having balance, enjoying yourself, eating what you want, nourishing your body as you should, working out when you can. It shouldn't be this all or nothing or binging one week, restricting the next. That's so bad. That's so toxic. And the ultimate end goal is getting to the point where everything is just natural to you. Oh my gosh, this is actually kind of in conjunction with what I was just saying. From Bree, she asks basically about, quote unquote, indulging on vacations or having that time to let yourself relax on vacation. I am a huge, huge believer in just doing whatever the heck I want on vacation. But also, because I really am one of those people that does enjoy working out, I do want to work out when I'm on vacation. But I also don't want to make it the center point of my trip. I'm there to relax. And for me, I always think about vacation as like tropical. So pool time, beach time, sitting around drinking, like just kind of relaxing. And I know in the past, I've always kind of had that feeling in the back of my mind of I'm not doing enough or I should be doing this. What about work? What about a video, etc. But then I also have to just take myself back for a moment and remember that life is not all about work first and foremost. And if I'm working my butt off for 51 weeks of the year I can have one week off to enjoy myself on a vacation and you really should you shouldn't be spending your whole life so oriented around thinking about work at all times I saw this funny meme the other day it's from an Instagram account called moist buddha which is weird but it's this tweet from this creator named Sam Poland and it says European out of offices I am away camping for the summer email again September And then it says, American out of offices. I have left the office for two hours to undergo kidney surgery, but you can reach me on my cell at any time. If that doesn't sum up how Americans view work, I don't know what does, but that is just something that is so wild to me. And we let so much of what we do for a living dictate our entire lives. So if you're on vacation, enjoy the heck out of yourself, even if that means you're drinking a lot more than usual you're eating a lot more than usual you always have to remember that one mentality of you eat one salad you're not going to become healthy overnight likewise you have one ice cream cone you're not going to gain weight overnight it's the exact same thing for indulging and relaxing on a vacation you probably are going to come back from your vacation feeling way more rejuvenated and way more ready to put in work put in time at whatever you were doing when you weren't relaxing then If you hadn't have gone at all, because your body probably needed time to rest and relax and rejuvenate itself. Also, even in regards to workout routines, you should be taking a full week off. I would say at least every quarter, like once a season, you should have an entire week where you just rest your body. And that could be literally just absolutely doing nothing. You could be just going on walks. You could be doing just active movement, whatever. But you should have a full rest week, I'd say, every three months or so because your body needs it. And sometimes we forget to do that. And yeah, you can take a rest day off every single week. But I really, really believe that you should take a full week off every once in a while because why the heck not also, but in a more scientific way, it's very good for you. (laughs) Oh, this is a funny question from Lana. She says, I'm from England. So is your sea actually warm because all year it's freezing for swimming? That's a great question. It really does depend on where you live in the United States. I grew up going to the beach every single summer. My mom was the kind of person that would make my sisters and I get up at, I don't know, six or seven in the morning. We'd be at the beach super, super stinking early, and we'd be there pretty much all day. Uh, And you can swim in the ocean in Southern California, for a lot of the summer. I mean, you could really even go in the winter. It's not going to be pleasant in the winter, but in the summer it's warm enough where you can definitely swim in it. Some people don't mind if they're just in a swimsuit, but other people will wear rash guards, basically like, you know, wetsuits to keep yourself warm in the water if you don't like it being extremely cold. But pretty much everyone that I would go to the beach with when I was growing up would all swim in the water and it was pretty enjoyable. I don't remember it being too bad. Here in Washington, absolutely not. It's because I think you're just a lot more further north. There's also just not really many beaches here, as in there's not much sand. Like there's plenty and plenty of water. We're surrounded by water, at least on the west side, of course. But most of the beaches are cold and rocky, and there's only a few areas that have sand. And even then, you you could go in, but usually most people don't. Then, of course, there's the East Coast of the United States. And that's also dependent on where you are. I would say most people like to go swim south, as in like Florida area. But I've swam in the Atlantic Ocean in New York, Long Island, somewhere in, I think it was Far Rockway. And that was pretty darn fun. This is a great question from Connor. He says, do you have any tan line horror stories. Oh, I have so many, I would think. Oh my gosh. I always wore sunscreen as a kid. So before you come for me, I was always a sunscreen wearing kid. The one I remember most distinctly was my best friend and I going to the beach and perhaps we just didn't put on enough sunscreen because the sun wasn't out. And let me just tell you from experience, that is when you get the most burnt if it's overcast but it's still warm enough for you to be outside it doesn't mean the sun went anywhere you will most likely get more burnt on the days that you cannot directly see the sun do not be fooled so we were fooled we were fools and we ended up absolutely just red as a lobster like the pinkest pinkest you've ever seen and oh my gosh it just hurts so stinging bad. It's not pleasant. It's not good for you. It's horrible. It peels for weeks and everything you do just hurts. And then you get really, really cold because your body is so warm. Oh my, it's just, it's so, so bad. And you can only look back and be like so mad at yourself, but you do live and you do learn. That night, we were in so much pain, we kept looking up different things that you could do. Obviously, one of the more generic ones, if you have a very minor sunburn, would be to put aloe vera on your skin. It basically just kind of cools your body. That's essentially all it's doing. And, you know, it kind of helps the burn, but really and truly, you kind of have to just wait it out and it's the worst. But we were just in so much pain, we decided to look up some sort of home remedy And we found that you could put green tea bags in a tub and basically soak in a green tea bath. So that was what we did. We took like, oh my God, it had to have been 20 different green tea bags, put it into my parents' bathtub in their room, let it soak in just boiling hot water. Well, not boiling hot. I think that would have hurt way more. We let it soak in warm water and then took a green tea bath and I still remember to this day because I thought oh my gosh this is gonna work this is gonna fix us and it still hurt incredibly bad afterwards so that's like a good moral of the story put on extra sunblock especially on those overcast days I promise you I promise you and I I went through a small phase when I didn't even realize how important sunscreen was mainly probably in college I would say like I would wear let's say makeup powder On my face and that would have spf in it but i never put on an actual sunscreen because i didn't really even know there were sunscreens on the market that weren't just made for kids generic bright white sunblock and it has that awful awful sunscreen smell to it i didn't even know that dermatologists for example recommend a certain brand like elta md which i use now i didn't know that was a thing and that's embarrassing and I regret it now, but I feel like you have to just be so good about making sure you're wearing sunblock. And please, like for the love of goodness gracious, like <laughs> do not, do not step foot in a tanning bed. I couldn't tell you how many people I've met in Washington that use tanning beds because they never see the sun. And it is so bad for you. Like, please, please do not do that. There are so many great tanning lotions fake tan sprays on the market that is so much better than going in a tanning bed please please do not hurt your body and your skin that way speaking of spray tans though I do have a funny story about when I got my first ever spray tan for cheer practice no cheer competition why do I feel like I've told this story before I don't know but I'm going to tell it anyways so the first time I'd ever gotten a spray tan was for a cheerleading competition I believe my sophomore year of high school so every year our team would have the pleasure of traveling to Orlando Florida for the national cheerleading championship and we were coming from California so this was like a big deal to us and for our normal competitions you know we we lived in California so we weren't like horribly pale I guess but Some cheerleading teams and coaches are stricter than others, but for Florida, our coaches really wanted us to get spray tans. And I was just not keen on this idea because I just know myself well enough and I would be like Ross from Friends where he just gets himself sprayed like multiple times on the wrong side or whatever it is that happens in that episode. Or I would end up with really bad hands or knees, you know, those problem areas that are really hard to get correct with spray tans. So I pretty much didn't do anything like I kind of avoided it and I knew I was going to be in trouble because everybody else was like coming back orange. Not really, but you know what I mean? I'm just being dramatic. Everybody was getting these wild spray tans and I just didn't like I didn't want to pay for it. I thought that was ridiculous. I was like, oh, I'll just sit out in the sun even though it's February like I'll figure it out. And then I heard about um, Juergens kind of, I think it's called Jergens slow tanning lotion or something like that. And essentially it's just lotion that you put on your body like normal lotion, but it's got a little bit of a tint to it. So over time with more application, it does give you a little bit more of a tan. So I started using that and it really wasn't doing anything at all. And if anything, it just kind of smelled bad. Like if you get a spray tan, it smells bad for maybe the first I don't know, day until you can shower or whatever. But with the Jurgen stuff, I felt like I always just smelt like a spray tan and it was gross. So it's finally like the day before the competition. And I think I remember my coach was like, you got to do something. Like I, I almost looked like I don't even know, like just just white as can be. And it was bad. So I finally convinced my friend to basically give me a personal spray tan on the balcony Of the Floridian hotel room. So it's like 8 p.m. at night. I put on a bathing suit. And I'm like Gabby you have to give me a spray tan. And I was (laughs) mortified. Because she was doing the absolute best she could. But I just felt like oh my god I looked terrible. And we had to go to the store. And buy one of those like tan in the cans or something. And she's just spraying me outside on this balcony. In the middle of a Florida winter, which is probably like 90 degrees, but you get the point. It was just mortifying. And my whole hotel room is full of girls just watching in the window as Gabby's out there spray tanning me on the balcony, laughing at me because I'm just pasty white, trying to get the spray tan so I can look good on stage for the competition. And bottom line, I don't even remember how good or bad it looked. I just remember being so... Beyond mortified. like Just beyond mortified. And I don't think it looked great. Like if I'm being very honest, I don't remember it looking well. But I do think that even though it can be kind of like an awkward experience or yeah, you know, you can look a little bit orange for the most part. I am a firm believer in if you have pasty white skin like myself, if you have a little bit of a tan, I can't tell you the level of confidence that just radiates from within when I have a good tan. I don't know if it's just because you kind of have that like sun-kissed look or maybe because you all of a sudden have a little bit more of a glow to you after coming out from a dark quarantined winter. But when I'm tan, watch out. Like watch out world. Taylor is tan. She's taking the town because this girl, she's confident. So that's also kind of a pro tip. If you really need a little pick-me-up, Go get yourself a little self-tanner and do it a lot better than me on the balcony of a hotel room for the whole world to see. I think I've seen some really great videos on YouTube on how to properly give yourself a good spray tan. I know there's a lot of mittens involved as in trying not to get your hand bad but i just don't understand it i really don't at this point in my life i use a jurgens in shower lotion and it's kind of similar to what i was mentioning before but it's kind of amazing because you finish up your shower and while you're still completely wet before you've even put your towel on before you've even left the shower you put on this lotion and it doesn't have a weird smell to it it is very, very natural. You get out of the shower, there's no waiting time. There's no needing to change into weird clothes to not let it stain things. You literally just get out of the shower, put your towel on. It's actually a miracle worker. I don't know what sort of chemicals or ingredients are in this thing, but it works wonders for me. And it's also a great way for me to actually moisturize because I'm not a very good moisturizer. And that's a big problem. So I want to say it's maybe... $8 the little bottle of lotion from Jergens I normally grab it from Target there's different shades for different skin tones I think mine might be fair to medium or something but it's very very natural looking and it just kind of has a little bit of a hint of color to it which is very pleasant on the eye I think. This is a great clarification question from Aiden. She said, This is literally no shade. I was just confused. Did you feel in the last episode that you want to feel okay in a bikini because society makes that seem like a standard or because you want to wear them? You just don't feel confident. I ask because when I go to the beach, I feel the unspoken pressure too, and I don't because I feel weird in them. Not confidence wise, but because I feel like I'm in a bra and underwear in public. I might be crazy though. Haha. Ha. No, you're absolutely not crazy. And thank you for the clarification. I'm sorry that I wasn't more clear the first time. What I was saying was really about bathing suits in general. It doesn't even matter the cut. I mean, of course you want to put on a cut that you love and that you feel good in but really it's kind of anytime I'm just in a bathing suit I do feel a little bit of unconfidence I guess you could say it's really interesting because I get what you're saying also where you have that feeling of oh I'm just in a bra and underwear because truly what is the difference if you're talking about a stereotypical bikini nowadays there is no difference I mean you all know I love Love Island, and most of the girls will walk around in their brawn underwear at night. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're just walking around in their brawn underwear. And then I'm like, wait a minute, Taylor, that is the exact same style and structure as the bathing suits that they wear around the villa all day long. There's almost no difference. It's almost particularly with the bathing suit bottoms. So much nowadays has just double cheeked up, you know what I'm saying? And some people don't like that at all. Some people want full coverage. Some people don't care. Some people want something in between. And I love brands that offer so many different options because it's, it's weird to assume that everybody feels confident in the same type of bikini, the same style, et cetera. But what I really did mean was just any bathing suit, not particularly bikinis, but I think I kind of confuse the two terms sometimes. Like, you know how you always say Kleenex instead of just tissues, It's like a brand thing. I I guess I do the same thing or I did the same thing with saying bikinis instead of just saying bathing suits. But also if you're the type of person that doesn't want to wear a bikini, don't wear a bikini. There are so many beautiful, flattering bathing suit styles now. And I really love that that is something that has become a lot more mainstream in the bathing suit community or from bathing suit manufacturers that they're really trying to do a good job of making all styles cute. Like do you remember just a few years ago when one pieces kind of quote unquote came back in style and all of a sudden there's these really really beautiful elegant one pieces and it felt like for years at least where I lived that if you were wearing a one piece it made you feel like you were standing out or it was different than anybody else. And maybe that was looked down on and why it makes no sense. But I do love that I've seen so many different styles that I'm like, oh gosh, I would, I'd love to try that. I think that would be so much fun. I have this distinct memory of in the sixth grade, we had the opportunity for, I want to say it was like sixth grade graduation. There was kind of like that little week that sometimes Schools do where they go off and celebrate the graduation, and you get to do actual fun things like not learning the last week of school. Because where I lived, we graduated from elementary school in the sixth grade, then we were going off to middle school. So I was changing schools completely. So, one of the last activities that we did in our final week of being top dog sixth graders, age 12, was going to a water park which the thought of a water park now, oh my, like, sounds repulsive, sounds so beyond disgusting. And to be honest, I've never been one of those people that was so obsessed with them. We had a really, really fun one near our house. And that was awesome because, you know, I was a kid and why not just go down a whole bunch of water slides when you're growing up. But the actual... Thought behind them. If I thought about it for too long, it grossed me out. It was nasty. It was disgusting. So I didn't enjoy that. But when the whole sixth grade class is going and your sixth grade crush is going to be there and all your friends are going to be there, like you're going to go. You know what I'm saying? So this is probably, I don't know, just a few days before graduation and a few days before the water park. And I'm talking with my friends about the bathing suits that we're all going to wear. And everybody in my group was like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing a bikini. Oh, yeah, I'm wearing a bikini. And I remember even at age 12, 12, age 12, I did not feel comfortable going to the water park in a bikini. And I don't really even know why. Maybe I just felt like at an early age, I didn't feel confident, but I didn't have the words in a good way, you know, to, to put it into that mindset, I guess, at that age. Basically, what I was thinking in my mind was I don't want to wear a triangle top, like a typical what you think of as bikini, two triangles with the little cinch on the bottom. I didn't want to wear that to the water park. And I also was thinking, oh my gosh, I couldn't tell you how many times I've gone down a water slide wearing a triangle top and I come down from the water slide and my top is like around my neck. It's down to my belly button. The top always goes a flying when you're at these water parks. So I needed something to make me feel secure and I don't know why everybody else was like down to wear bikinis I'm like you guys are gonna have a little nip slip at age 12 at this water park because you're gonna be wearing triangle bikinis but little smart Taylor was like no you guys I'm gonna be wearing a longer bikini and that was the way I described it I said I was gonna be wearing a longer top and I remember all of them were like you're gonna be wearing a tankini thinking that that's what I meant by longer top Now, if you're not familiar with what a tankini is, really and truly, it's a one-piece bathing suit separated into two pieces. It has all of the length of a one-piece, but somewhere along the way, they just cut it into two pieces right above the bikini line. So it's basically a one-piece, but it's split into two. So you probably couldn't even tell that it's a tankini. And Also, everybody was wearing tankinis at that age, so I don't know why they were acting so strange by me saying I was going to be wearing a longer bikini, implying it was a tankini, even though it wasn't. I was like, y'all, I'm not wearing a tankini. I'm wearing a longer bikini. And they're like, you're going to be wearing a tankini, making fun of me. Age 12, you guys. Age 12. Little did they know, I come strutting up to the water park in the cutest longer bikini they have ever seen. And they're like, wow, we actually really thought that you were going to be wearing a tankini. It's like, did anybody listen to me? I said I didn't want a nip slip going down the water slide. Okay? (laughs) that was all. That was all, my friends. And that is the beauty of growing up in Southern California, where you get to go to a water park in the sixth grade for sixth grade graduation, and you get to wear a non-tankini, long bikini bathing suit to a water park and show off to all your friends. And with that, that is all we have time for today, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to the Twisty Pod. I hope that you enjoyed. What in the world? I just pulled up my Instagram and I saw the actually weirdest picture of Matt James. Thank you all so much for listening to the Twisty Pod. I love you all so stinking much. If you enjoyed this, please give it a Five star review on Apple Podcasts and follow Twisty Pod on Instagram so you can stay up to date on all things Twisty. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you all next week. I have a very special, very fun interview that I am so so stinking excited to share it with you all. It is on being more eco-conscious, talking all things sustainability, talking all things just beauty and love and fashion with my friend Noreen. I cannot wait for you all to hear it. So I hope that you enjoyed that interview. Let me know what you think. Always send me a DM with your feedback, your comments, your questions. I love you all so stinking much. Have a beautiful week. Enjoy this Friday energy on a Monday. Talking like chicks in the office. Love you all so much. I will see you in the next one. No, wait, shoot. I'll talk to you in the next.